Welcome to the Complete Geeks episode 14. And I am Organic and I am joined here today by the one and only Bob. It's me. <laughs> you are officially What's going on, man? Uh, not much. You're officially 11 episodes uh past your contract. I know, it sucks. <laughs> What's going on? <sighs> Nothing, man. I'm tired. I've yeah, been same. running running nonstop uh as you have as well with yeah. Comic-Con. Um, I was down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, seeing the Tours, which is Jack White's side band. It's nice. Been How was that? Ten, ten years since they've been together. Jesus. That was a really cool show. Um, he does one thing that I really appreciate. A lot of comics do it. <laughs> but where you are not allowed to bring a cell phone in with you. Oh, that's dope, actually. Yeah. So either you bring it in, they lock it up, and you have to go to a cell phone only area to unlock it, or you just don't bring it at all. But it just allows everybody to see the show, talk about the show, no distractions. And um, Tulsa is yeah. one of his favorite venues to play in. They that was actually the first of three sold out shows that they were doing this week. Damn! Now is that it? Was it a big venue or a smaller venue? Uh, super small. It's called the Canes Ballroom. Uh, okay. I believe it was built in 1927. Holy shit. So it's a yeah, and it's speakeasy. It, <laughs> it, it looks like a old, um, gymnasium. Whoa. Just wood, wooden rafters, not a very tall building. Nice. But so a lot of history good. you walk through there. I mean, Bob Dylan's played in there. Uh, Hank Williams, the police. So it's a pretty famous stop. That's pretty cool. And I, I like the venues that are like that with the whole no cell phone thing, because, you know, you end up being more worried about the video that you're capturing, which is going to sound like shit anyway. And instead of just actually enjoying the music and watching the show. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that's pretty awesome. Yep. And that's pretty much my last kind of trip for the year hopefully oh start to wind things down man dude. what you been up to just uh back to work sadly after a fucking week at, or a week yeah after a weekend at new york comic-con that was enough for me i did yeah. uh, friday and saturday and it goes for four days it goes from thursday to sunday and i was like fuck that two days is enough for me so, i bet it's pretty non-stop and I imagine it can get a uh, pretty hurtful on the wallet. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about how much I spend, but <laughs> it's but it's it's definitely like there, there was like for everything that I bought, there was like ten more things. I'm like, I potentially need that in my home, and I was like, no. And it's it's cool because the it's not just like a comic book convention. Like you're just thinking of like, oh, there's a bunch of books everywhere and action figures and stuff. Uh, so it's almost split up into like two halves. So when you walk in, you the right side is more like artists. And then as you go further down, that's when you actually get into like comic books and action figures and stuff. And then to the left side is where a lot of people keep like their main boots. It's almost like a trade show. So people were showing off like all the different different things that were coming out. Marvel had a huge booth that was in the middle. They had the they were showing off uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, the new like action adventure Dragon Ball Z game that was coming out. They had the big like capsule core set up and things like that, like a bunch of new replicas like outside of it. And 
then as you went like further down, like NECA had all their new Ninja Turtle stuff out. Uh, Hasbro, for the first time I've ever seen it, Hasbro was there. They were actually showing off Unicron. And after seeing it in person, I was like, yep, I was, this is $600 well spent. They, they actually look like they're extremely close to the backers. Yeah. Oh, well, they actually surpassed it like significantly. So it's definitely going into production. Nice. Like the last uh, minute. Yeah. Yeah. Last minute it went significantly over. I think right at the cutoff before like all of, like the stuff from the UK and stuff came in, they were at like 8,005. And then right as, as soon as they were cutting off, they were adding a bunch. And so they mysteriously went like well above their percentage. And I'm like, I don't give a shit as long as the thing goes into production. <laughs> and now, so. now you got to think, okay. Now that they got enough people for this, what is next? I I couldn't fucking tell you. I seeing it in person, like it, it it's like fucking a toddler transformer. It's like it's giant, and I don't understand where I'm gonna put it, but I fucking bought it anyway. I don't give a shit. Um. <laughs> now, now I think we talked previously on one of the earlier shittier episodes that we do. <laughs> um, Always. Now, New York Comic Con is kind of what san diego comic-con used to be and it's pulling in a lot more of those more traditional people yeah that it like in terms of not just so like, not not so mainstream i guess yeah it 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 pulls in like it pulls in sort of like a a good mix of people like mm-hmm. i definitely had a lady that was like it was really funny because it was one of those times where i just went full fucking turbo nerd she was just wearing like a rogue bodysuit, like Rogue from X Men, and oh, she like shit, walks. Yeah. yeah, she walks over. She's like, "Look, it's my statue. Like, take a picture of me here," and like I'm literally staring at like a Hot Toys Stan Lee figure, and she was like, "Oh, that's cool. It's like an astronaut. Who's that guy?" And I'm like, "It's Stan Lee." Oh, who's he, motherfucker? Listen, <laughs> why are you wearing? Like, it was definitely like it, it was one of those things where I had to like look at her. I was like, "That's the creator of Marvel Comics." Like creator of Spider Man, she was like, "Oh yeah, he's in the movies." Fuck, I just fucking oh, walked away. Wow. Yeah, I was just like, "Fuck me," I guess, and then I just walked away. Like I'm the <laughs> asshole, and so you get. But for every one person that's like that, there's dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of others that are full fledged into it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, run run down some of the kind of the things that you did there, then. The collectible side and let's see uh well uh on friday on friday we uh my buddy matt and i we took a picture with paul rudd he's, i saw that yeah super duper nice uh really short in real life i i mean for the pictures online it looks like i'm six two and i walked in and i was not expecting him to be that small I was like, oh, it's like pocket rudd look no so so fine. what was he there for Anything related to Ghostbusters, or was that just one of the kind of stars that they brought in for? I think a photo it was op? just. I think it's just one of the stars they brought in for a photo op. It's. I, yeah. It seemed like it was a good mix of people. I mean, freaking Paul Rubens was there, which kids at home that's Pee Wee Herman, and I guess there's no tie-in for that. I don't think it's any kind of anniversary of Pee Wee's Playhouse or anything. He was just there. I was like, that, oh, that's that, neat. That guy does not age. <laughs> No, he doesn't. <laughs> Unless when he was caught masturbating in a theater. And then he looked yeah, then he aged, very then he, old and grizzly. Then he aged significantly. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, he was there on Friday. And then Saturday we met Billy D. Williams, which 
I'm pretty sure that Billy D has been dead for a long time and it was just a fucking <laughs> animatronic. Like it was uh, like Paul Rudd is like super nice, like hey, how's it going, guys? Shaking hands and everything. I, I bet D, like Billy D does does not move. He's just he did, there for he he did not make eye contact with me. It was just like hello, oh thanks <laughs> for coming. It was like that was it, and I was like holy shit, he's either blind or dead. And but he takes great pictures, and that's all that matters to me. And then last but not least, which my wife surprised me right before we were going and. She got me a VIP package with Kevin Eastman, which is the, one of the creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, like, you for the VIP package, it was actually well fucking worth it. He, you take priority in the line. He gave you three uh, variant covers of comics that weren't normally available. They gave you an exclusive print that they only made a hundred of, that was only for the con, and then he gave you three free signatures on top of it, which. Of course, my ass bought additional signatures, but it was, <laughs> but to be honest with you, it was fucking worth every penny. It took, it took a little while to get to him, like in terms of signing, but first words that come out of the dude's mouth are sorry for the wait, not, you know, not anything else. I'm like, I really don't care that I have to wait this long. It's cool. And so, you know, we're just shooting the shit back and forth. And then two of the things I signed because I'm not huge into comic books these days, I'm more into action figures. I mm-hmm. had him sign a vintage Playmates Michelangelo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, and yep. the NECA the new one. And so when I presented him like side by side, like we had a conversation, he was like, he was just talking about like you know he once he saw those figures, there his jaw dropped. And I was like, was it like the first time seeing the Playmates toys? He was like, yeah. I was like, did you ever think it would get this big? And he was like, I never thought in my wildest dreams it would ever get like this. Because I mean, on top of us being the VIP people, there was people behind us that were paying. And there probably had to be a good 150, 200 people in line. And they were already capping the line already by the time I was up there. And I was already like a half an hour in. And he was there for another three hours. So, I mean, there was a massive amount of people signing stuff. And so he signs the figures. He signs the, the Playmate story just with the signature. But on the NECA one, he actually posted, he actually drew a little Ninja Turtle on it and then signed it right across the chest. And now it's standing prominently in front of my collection because it's the shit. <laughs> and that's awesome man yeah he yeah he was super duper nice it was it was definitely one of those things where i it's one of those times in my life where you get the impression of like oh okay he actually knows where his fan base is and he actually knows where his money's coming from so he's going to treat all these people with utmost respect and yeah. so i just walked away from it i was like holy fuck that was worth every penny it was awesome absolutely awesome so so you said you paid for more signatures so what else did yeah. you um, I had a couple more books signed. I had a book signed that was, so it was his book. And then the artist who did the cover, I liked the cover a lot. And it was done by one of my favorite artists, Umberto Ramos. He was actually at the convention too. And so I had him sign it. And then I had uh, Umberto Ramos sign it like later on. And then I had a couple, I had a couple uh, comic covers signed. And then, you know, there's like tiki things, those weird looking like, you know tiki toys uh-huh yeah i had one of those signed because they had an exclusive one there so i was like fuck it just sign this one too <laughs> so yeah nice. i had five yeah i had five things signed and able to snap pictures with them and everything it was super it was super awesome now curious because i'm starting to see even with like my prints prints that i buy that everything that seems to be exclusive for comic-con goes on sale 
to some extent to the public, it, whether it be limited quantities. Does any of that bug you at all that it's not as exclusive as it may have been mm. set set out to be? No, because like I go, I think a lot of people get upset by that because they don't understand the mechanics of like what you have to do to get some of these exclusives, which is like perfect example for the NECA ones. Like I actually ordered the NECA ones ahead of time. So I didn't have to carry them around to the fucking convention all day. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you had to carry that around and you're not walking like 50 feet. I mean, you're walking, you know, dozens of miles and, you know, walking around the convention, like I was in the Entertainment Earthline picking up a couple of exclusives. Like they had a call, they had a pop exclusive that my wife wanted and stuff like that. I ended up standing in line for two and a half hours, just standing in line uh, amidst a, a massive crowd of people while people are constantly yelling at you to get back in line, keeping you lined up and stuff like that. It's like that's the unglamorous section of it. And I couldn't imagine yeah. spending, like, if you didn't have any kind of protection, like spending, you know, seventy, eighty dollars, like especially on your end, like with a print. And having to carry it through the con all day, not worried about some dickhead going over and bumping into you and stuff. I, it there's a couple times like for just sheer convenience, I'm like, fuck that. I'm not even buying this here. I will wait till it goes on sale online and just order it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because there's a lot of it's it's not anybody's fault, but it's just it's so damn tight because. There's just so many people there. It's like a sea of people, especially in certain spots. It's almost like bottlenecks where you're just like literally standing there like shoulder to shoulder with people. And it's like, please, nobody touch this, please. Like one year I brought a Stan Lee figure, like a Marvel Legends figure, which was so that yep. way Stan Lee could hold it. But it is not a cheap figure and it's very ultra it is ultra rare. And like my whole entire time I'm carrying it, I'm like, please, nobody smash into my backpack. Please, nobody. Like I already had it all like padded up and you know tighten everything like that but it's just like the last thing i needed was somebody to slam into it and crush it and i was like please don't anybody hit me so yeah that's that's the way i look at it with exclusive stuff if there's an opportunity where i can get it online ahead of time or after the convention usually i try to unless it's something i really 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 want then i'll get it there yeah um so what about on the video game side so the video game side they Showed off a preview of the new uh, Marvel game, the Square Enix one. And it actually looks a lot better than I thought it would seeing it in person running. They changed some of the, they fixed some of the character models around so they look a little better. But the game running itself and it looked like the gameplay. You're actually, it was really awkward because I'm sitting there talking to the guy about it and I bring out my camera and he was like, sorry, no photos. And I'm like, you're in the middle of a fucking comic book convention and you can't take photos of this. I'm like, ain't this some bullshit, <laughs> but mm-hmm. see, seeing it in person, it was like, okay, this actually looks a lot cooler and a lot better than I thought it would. And so I was like, okay, I I'm interested, not full vested in it, but I'm interested. Yeah, um, no, I get that. Yeah. They, they had a uh, PlayStation had a big booth and they were showing off the new predator game. Like a stealth action predator game. I am it, not familiar with that. Yeah, I think it's like it's like Predator like Jungle Hunt or something like that. I was I walked by, I was like, why is this booth so fucking big for this game? And I was like, This is weird. It looks neat. I mean, you play as the Predator and you're sitting there hunting people through a jungle. It it looked cool. I I'm not sure if it's single player or multiplayer like, or not. Yeah, it almost sounds like it'd play somewhat like Evolve. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind just, of the uh, asymmetrical. Yeah, it was 
it it looked neat. Uh, Hunting Grounds. There it is. Is a uh, action shooter game for a PlayStation Four. Yep. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a a PS4 exclusive because they had a huge booth to, not like humongous, but you know a pretty substantial size booth. Um, Resident Evil showed off uh, RE Resistance. That was a really neat booth. So, like when I say trade show, like they actually, like all these companies actually like go like out of their way to decorate these booths. So, oh yeah, like the, spend the spend the buku bucks. Yeah, so like the Resident Evil Resistance booth was actually like it looked like a rundown laboratory. There's actually like barrels everywhere. The carpet's all bloody, and like there's like entrails and like zombie heads in different sections, and like you know all the desks. Like they had all the computers on desks, but all of them were all skewed and had like crap all over them and stuff like that, but it was all open. So you can actually see it. And then they had TVs hanging up that had like, you know, 10 frame a second, like security cameras showing gameplay and stuff and seeing the gameplay looked it looked pretty wild. I'm, I am interested in it and I will laugh hearing toast maniacal laugh as he's planning a freaking <laughs> Mr. X somewhere. It definitely looked neat. Uh, then on the other side of it, like on like behind it, there they were showing off uh, the new Monster Hunter expansion. Yeah, and so yeah, so that was that looks gorgeous too. And so they had that, and it was all white. It looked like you know because it's like ice theme expansion, so it was like the walls were all white, had big Monster Hunter logo. Everything looked like it was covered in snow. The whole entire carpet was all white. I was like, wow. I was like, this looks really neat. And then across from that was a. Uh, Bandai Namco and they were showing off Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and so that like I was saying before that's like it was like a big capsule core like station so the carpet's all green had a big capsule core logo and then it uh then they had like 12 or 18 booths that had different gameplay showing of it and it that looks really good too I was thoroughly surprised how good that looks it looks like you know where Dragon Ball Fighter Z excelled in playing like a fighting game you know obviously like looking like a a hardcore fighting game like this looks like the cartoon where you're actually like flying around and going to different locations and stuff like that but the way it ran and everything was absolutely gorgeous no were any of the games um like actual hands-on demos or seeing somebody play it so again this is where uh, it comes down to you know the glamorous part of like not doing comic-con or the glamorous the not so glamorous part all these are all gameplay demos, but most of them had anywhere between like a one to two hour wait. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit in the line for two hours to play a game for 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I know as much as I love video games, it's, you know, when you walk by a line and everybody's sitting in line, you know, sitting down waiting for it to move. I'm like, mm, nope, not worth it. And then with the Capcom line, like everybody was so obsessed to play it. They kept on capping the line. So you walk up and they're like, oh, come back in an hour. You come back in an hour and then, you know, the line's not capped. But they're like, oh, it's anywhere between a two or three hour wait. And I'm like, hmm, no, not, I got plenty more stuff to do and look at. See, so, you now next year, if if the show is still going on, you should put in for a press bet. I've been trying, but they want, <laughs> they want to know how many followers we have. So, you know, we um, got 50. We got two right now. Yeah, we're well, counting you. Yeah, you got 53 followers on Instagram. That's not enough. They're like, how many of the tens of thousands follow you? I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's 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 that kind of stuff. It's it's really neat looking at it from the outside in. Because like, you're able to look at you know the televisions and watch them play games and stuff. But 
sitting here actually waiting to play it. It was the same way with the RE2 demo last year. I was really excited to play it, but when it was the same thing, it was a two to four hour wait, and I'm like, nope, I could play this. And then a couple of days later, the demo came out. Oh, nice. So I was like, yeah, screw that. I'm not waiting this. Um, one of the cool things, so in the middle, like at, you know, right beside the Sony booth, speaking of the Sony booth, they had a full scale replica of Norman Reedus in his Death Stranding outfit. That <laughs> yeah, like he, as saw like, your picture of that. Yeah, it looked absolutely incredible. The guy was like, you can take all the pictures you want, just don't touch it. And I was like, oh, okay. But it was like, it was wild how much detail there was in it. And I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. So that that was really neat. And then on the other side of that was uh, one, up, one Up Arcades actually had a full arcade in the middle. Oh, yeah, the giant one, yeah. Yeah. So or the, the far end. Or the little people. Yeah, the little people. So the far end of their booth, they had a, a, a two-story tall cabinet that had giant buttons or little people in front of it. And they had Marvel superheroes playing on it. So you could actually like go up and you had to walk up a set of steps to get to it. And it had big buttons and a big joystick and stuff. And it was playing just a big like 65-inch version of the game. And then behind that, were like it was a big circle. And it had all their one-up arcades there. So it had... You know, the Marvel superheroes, it had, you know, the Pac-Man, Galaga, obviously Mortal Kombat. And then I got I got suckered into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles machine, which mm-hmm. I will find the fucking room for it because that thing is incredible. Like, it yeah. looks, in person, it looks so good. And so the one-up arcade, they're doing a scale replica of, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade that has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, obviously, and Turtles in Time in like a, a condensed version of it, but like the marquee looks dead on from when we were kids, the artwork on the side, the riser is even decorated. And me being as tall as I am actually sitting down and playing it, I was like, holy crap, this actually feels good. Like, cause I think it's like five feet tall or something like that. Five and a half feet tall. So me sitting, looking down and playing it, it was just like, it was just looking down a little bit and playing it. It wasn't anything major. I was actually really happy with it. So. so, sorry about that. I had to put you on mute because my kiddo just came in and said I accidentally hit the buy button on some video game. So that'll be a fun surprise. Oh, the oh, whoops! <laughs> yep. Looks like you. Hopefully, it's something cool like Untitled Goose Game or something. I guarantee it's not. She was just playing Bolt. So, oh shit! <laughs> well, fucked yourself. That that is an amazing <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, is there? Um, anything else that's coming out with one up? Um, I know I've uh, heard some promising things about the Star Wars cabinet they're doing. So the Star Wars cabinet, I, I actually got to see that in person. So and then I also that's another game too. They had a ton of video games there. Now that I'm going back and starting to repeat it, I'm like, holy shit, there was a lot behind the one right next to the one up arcade. They had Iron Man VR playing. Okay, yeah, and, the PSVR exclusive. Yeah, the PSVR one, and that actually looks really good. I'm actually excited for it, seeing gameplay of it. Man, what, what group is doing that game? Uh, that's a good question. Man, uh, for a video game podcast, we sure don't know our shit currently. It's going to drive me nuts now. <laughs> Alright, well, let's go to the tape. We're, we're going to halt the show, and we're going to find this out. Yeah, Toast is going to fucking kill us. Yep. Oh, well, course, you know what? Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's see. Who did Iron Man VR, kids? 
This is why we need a radio show. Camouflage? Yeah, camouflage. Okay. I don't know what else they did. Yeah. Camouflage. Well, I thought they did something. Well, this was a complete waste of time. Yes, it was. Oh, they did Republic? Oh, never mind. All right. Anyway, back to to the task at hand. So uh, the Star Wars cabinet looks... If I had more room, I would be addicted to these fucking cabinets to the point where, like, I wouldn't set them side by side. They would have to sit by themselves because the Star Wars cabinet is another one that is the whole entire side of it is fully decorated from head to toe of just, like, the old, just, like, the old style, like, you know, the gunmetal gray, like, all the different, like, mechanical-looking, almost like the very the very 70s and 80s way they did Star Wars, and that has the Star yeah, Wars logo that, on the side. Was that originally an Atari cabinet? Something like that, yeah. It was like a Atari, or yeah, it was an Atari cabinet, and so yeah, I saw somebody playing it. The, the marquee lit up. The marquee was all lit up and everything like that. And I was just like, nice. Yeah, I was just like, fuck. I'm like, I just sell all my video games right now and just buy a bunch of cabinets and put them down here. But I don't feel like my electric bill being fucking atrocious. And, and, yeah, I did see a guy that um, online he sells the full conversions so for the TMNT cabinet. Yeah. You can buy all the panels to make it actually the full size arcade cabinet. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any room for that, dog. Yeah, that was seven hundred dollars. <laughs> so right, I, I want to. Uh, I I was I'm doing research now to figure out how to hack a cabinet. So they they there's people that make like HDMI bypasses for the cabinets that you can hook up to like you know the actual games itself, so it retains the original game, but then also you can hook up like a RetroPie to it. So you can run, uh, and so yeah. I want to, I want to hook something like that up to it because if I can do that, then I want to do like you know the Simpsons arcade because it's a four player arcade, the Simpsons yeah, arcade. Absolutely. I want yeah, I want X Men like all the different like beat 'em up fighters, Captain America, the Avengers, like like all those good ones that you know need to be on there. Yeah, good but, point. And then what else is coming out from them is uh they're doing they're starting to do cocktail tables. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know I explained a lot of this shit because these people were probably significantly younger than us listening to this or have no idea what a cocktail table is. Um, so a cocktail table arcade is pretty much literally a arcade that you set your cocktails on. So it's a table that the screen is in the middle of the table and then underneath of it are joysticks. So that way you can actually play the game looking through the table. And I think they're doing like Pac-Man versus like a couple other like competitive games because they have joysticks on either side of it. And then they're yep. doing uh, the arcade cabinets are starting to get matching stools with it, which if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, gets a stool, so I'm good. buying a, Yeah, I'm buying a stool for it. So like the cocktail tables actually have like, they showed them off and they had like these 80s like Pac-Man logo, like where Pac-Man had like arms and legs running away from the ghosts, like very much like the Atari cover art. And so they had those like on either side of it. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, I don't give a shit how much these are i was like i definitely want this but yeah it they it just looks, the, they look fantastic and to give give a history of the cocktail tables these originally if you saw them like out in the wild they mm-hmm. were notoriously ugly like a nasty wood grain on the side yeah um if you saw them in a bar or a restaurant they have cigarette burns <laughs> so scratched up on yeah. top but they were still so cool for what they were yeah so there's a local I, it's called, you know, they call it the hip kids now called barcades, but it used to just be a restaurant with an arcade in it. And 
you know, a lot of the younger people are starting to see it in my local area. They're like, oh, have you heard this place? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, how long have you known about it? I'm like, I was like, since you could smoke in there? And they were like, what? They banned smoking here, God, I think almost a decade ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, close to something like that. But, yeah, when I first went in there, I used to be able to, back when I smoked, you used to be able to sit there and smoke cigarettes and have it. And they would, you know, have an ashtray on top. Or, you know, even if you go in there now, you'll see, like, the root beer tapper machine. Like, you know, that has, like, the cigarette butts that are put out into it and the burn marks and everything. And Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and so it was the same way with cocktail tables. Cocktail tables, you you would see like the most of them would have like a stain, like a nicotine stain over the glass, and yeah, and just burn marks everywhere for people trying to put out put out uh, cigarettes on the side of them and stuff. And yeah, yeah it's grody things, but it was cool because they were almost like battle wounds. You were just like, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna restore this back to this. I'm gonna leave it like it is because that's cool." Yeah, and I mean, if they yeah bring out a cocktail table, because if you try to find one now, they're just sell for ridiculous prices. Oh yeah, trying to trying to find one and then trying to get actually decent parts for it, and trying to find, especially a CRT, like fun, trying to find a big CRT that doesn't have burn in on it from the previous game, is mm-hmm. unless you found one where something else went up in it or it was like waterlogged or something like that, and the board got ruined. There's a lot of stuff, unfortunately, is dying out. So, what what else has been going on with you, man? Any games you've been playing? Um, uh, so, I started playing Control again. I won't go too much into detail with it until Toast is back, but I think I ha- I think it finally has its hooks in me. Like actually, like I played it for two hours today. I played it yesterday for a couple hours, and yeah, it definitely has its hooks in me. It's man, a, I, it, I need to get back to it. I've just been so swamped, but hopefully yeah. this week. And uh, I've been playing the original Dragon Quest still. Fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Um, it pretty much, I, I I am like probably three or four hours in. Haven't even gone to the first dungeon yet. Don't even know where the fuck it is. Couldn't even tell you. Oh, shit. I, yeah, I don't even know. I'm level 10. I still get my ass whooped at everything. I don't know why I fucking play it. I just, I don't know. I guess I hate myself. <laughs> and so um, I'm, play, I'm playing that on the Switch. Um, and then I picked up untitled goose game which is my, my wife and i were sitting there she was like you know it's popular when she doesn't play a lot of video games and she was just she asked me straight up she was like what's untitled goose game and i'm like oh shit you're in for a treat and so literally you run around as a fucking goose and you just troll everybody <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever and they actually give you tasks based on what you do like the first section you're in with a gardener and you have to steal the gardener's keys and then once you steal the gardener's keys, you have to move his like rake into the lake. So you're literally dragging his rake into the lake just to fuck with him, just to just because so you can fuck with him. And after you finish those, he unlocks a gate and it opens up to a different area. But yeah, you're just walking around honking, being an asshole. It's great. Yeah, I mean, talk about the studio, man. Striking gold. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even realize it was a Switch exclusive until they were like, yeah, it could possibly come out for PS4 and Xbox, and I'm like, what? Like you just released this thing on the Switch and it actually beat out Link's Awakening at one point for top sales. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I I, I tapped into a little bit of Spider Man again because I wanted to go through the DLC stuff. And I played a little bit of it and then I realized that I should play something new so that way especially control, because if I told Toast that I was playing Spider Man again, he'd probably fucking kill me. So <laughs> 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, I should start Control, because he beat is, that months ago. Is any of the D- DLC, I mean, I mean, worth going back for on Spider-Man? I think it is. I, I played, I can't, I can't really say, because I've only played like a couple hours of it. But it mm-hmm. seems like it's neat. It adds new side missions. It adds like new missions and stuff. But this is the only, I'm only playing the first one, so I can't really, and okay. I'm maybe like an hour or so in. I can't say for certain exactly like saying like yeah definitely buy this because i couldn't i don't want to give you a definitive answer and tell you whether or not it is but i will tell you this everybody needs to fucking buy control because control is excellent and don't let the game fall through the cracks man that's that's what i was looking at the mpds and yeah it didn't chart for either the month it came out or um september which is just a real bummer especially being not a console exclusive like quantum break it's, yeah and that's that's super unfortunate because it is a especially after the patch like i know you guys were talking about frame rate issues before but playing it through with the patch now i haven't had a single hitch and i'm playing oh, on nice. the ps4 pro yeah it's it just it runs at probably like a locked like 30 frames a second but it is a gorgeous game it is a gorgeous game it, the way it plays is neat like I, I like a lot of the powers that you get but yeah anyway we're not going to discuss that any further until Toast is back because I know he'll be pissed off. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of game-wise, and I've talked enough. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah, I I haven't done a ton game-wise. Um, I've actually sank some more time into the Apple Arcade and yes. that What the Golf game. Um, about <laughs> 70% through that, and I've probably put five hours into it. Damn. Well, you're a big golf enthusiast too, aren't you? Well, this this it, the craziest thing. It's not a golf game. It's <clears throat> just a whole bunch of like bullshit levels. Like I'm playing through like four mini golf like little worlds. That's all based on super hot. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so it's I'm... all slow motion. Yeah. Um, they call it super putt. The announcer's yeah. kind of the same voice. As you say, does it like does everything stop when you're waiting to putt, and then everything starts back up again once you putt? Yeah, and then nice. there's another set of levels that I'm in right now that's based on Portal. Oh, cool! So you had yeah. to hit it through like a portal to go to another portal. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. It's just a that's... good little time sink. Um, I did a little bit of what is it? The World History of Cricket or Cricket Through the Ages? Sorry, from Devolver Digital. <laughs> Man, you're playing some you're playing. I thought Untitled Goose Game was obscure. Anyway, what is that? Um, this is just a a one v one, almost battling of hmm. throwing all types of weapons, and it's just set on a cricket field. It's, it's a stupid game, but it's something that you can play for a couple minutes, and it's all That's right. Pretty neat. Yeah, it's good to it's good to have. As much as I am not a big fan of mobile gaming. It's good to have those pick up and play games, especially if you're like traveling really quick or trying to kill time where you don't need to bring a switch with you. Then it's like, okay, cool, I can just pick up and play this for two minutes and then put it away. So that's that's neat that Apple is actually putting effort into Apple Arcade. Yeah, thing with me, I I do not like mobile games, so yeah. it's just weird for a few of them to have their hooks in me. Yeah, nice. And then um, outside of the gaming side, I I did see Joker. Um, really liked it. It's it's one that you kind of dwell on it for a couple days and 
kind of go back and forth of how you feel. Nice. Yeah, I was I was worried about it. I'm glad to see that a lot of the people that I know really like it because I was really worried once the critics came out and started ranting and raving about it. I was like, oh shit! Like this movie's this movie's either gonna go one of two ways. Everybody's gonna love it, and then I'm gonna watch it and it sucks, or everybody else outside of critics will think it's gonna suck. And so I'm glad to yep. see that it's actually that it's actually like doing well, not only with critics but with audiences as well. Yeah, and then um, last night, actually, when I got back in town, I flipped on El Camino and started that kind of see where that took off on Netflix, and that's obviously the extension of the Breaking Bad universe. Fun fact, I never watched Breaking Bad. It took me a long time. I actually watched through it all right before my daughter was born. Nice. I watched the... tried, Tried it a long time ago before that. Watched one episode, had fucking weird ass dreams, and I'm like, I can't watch this. Nope. <laughs> I've been, I've been seeing it. I've been eyeballing it as it comes on Netflix, and I'm like, I should just start watching this. And I'm like, no, I got enough shit to do. I don't need to add another TV show to it. And so, yeah, yeah I'm like, that's, that's, that's a chunk of your time right there. Yeah, well, especially with Disney Plus coming out next month, I'm like, I'm like, once that once that goes on, I don't think anything is, I don't think anything else is gonna work on my television. Just fucking Disney Plus. Man, speaking of Disney Plus, how big is this list getting of what they're adding onto it? Uh, to consume <laughs> the world, <laughs> the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the shit on every other streaming service out there. Yeah, I think I saw probably what six to ten movies that popped up on Twitter today of them adding. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like, oh, Disney Plus, and they just show a picture coming, coming, coming. Yeah, I mean, because it doesn't. I think a lot of people don't understand. I mean, I'm going, I'm just previewing the list now and it is out of control on how many Disney movies are on here. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize how much, and it, they don't, I don't think a lot of people realize like how much content Disney actually owns. That's why it always struck me yeah. as like the whole, the whole entire Spider-Man argument where they're like, you know, Disney's becoming a monopoly. It's like, you, motherfucker, it's already been in a monopoly. What are you talking about? You, you All the stuff that's... Because that's what fascinates me about Disney is that all the content that's coming out for it is not anybody else's. It's just Disney's. Like, this is just Disney content. It's not any other streaming service. It's not, you know, we're not saying, like, you know, it's not like Sony's or anybody else's. It's just Disney's content. So it's just, you know, all the stuff that you're looking at, you're just like Disney, 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 Disney. And there's... Actually, shockingly, there's so much content on here in terms of the list that they're releasing. I'm like, this thing could just stream, and this thing could just stream forever, and I would watch all of it. Especially the amount of Disney movies, like car, like old animated films, are on there, and yep. you know, it's just. And then I think they just announced the Gargoyles cartoon. Yeah, it's going to be yep, one yep. of the things that launch. Yeah, and it's it's fucking crazy. It's it's awesome. It's. Especially, like, because there's a lot of stuff on here that hasn't made it out to Blu-ray. Because I collect Disney Blu-rays, like, of the older movies. So uh-huh. there's a lot of stuff that hasn't made it out to Blu-ray. Where I'm like, cool, well, I don't have to buy that Blu-ray because I can watch it in HD anytime I want now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's... I, I still, my my dream thing would be somebody create, like, the movies anywhere. Connecting all your digital platforms into one. Yep. I agree. But... Like making some kind Man, of super server. I, I don't know how they even 
made that work to begin with. Yeah. All movies anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. I think Disney owns that shit. That's why. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised. But no, it's it's definitely cool. I will definitely be throwing my money at that. And it's... It, it cracks me up because how... I Especially when you browse Twitter. Because, like, you know, having to do my own account and then do our account it's you see yep. how fickle you start to you see how quick like the internet pretty much is like a flash mob where one minute they're all like you know hashtag boycott disney and then disney plus is like literally over the course of two days i watched it go from boycott disney to hashtag disney plus and it's like i thought we were boycotting disney what the fuck are we doing oh fuck that we're not we're doing this now they're putting original x-men on disney plus and now we love it it's like Wait, I thought we hated it. Like, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to see, I mean, how well they handle the go live. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious how, how much it's actually going to, like, crash. Especially certain, you know that everybody's going to go after, like, the Mandalorian and stuff like that as soon as it comes on. So I'm curious if if Disney understands, like, how big of their servers they need to have. So, yeah, but I, but I'm guessing, I mean, they, yeah, they probably get all the analytics of the partnership they have with Hulu or whatever. Right. Well, outside, outside of that, um, any news coming up throughout the week that you want to talk about? Not, uh, not really a whole lot of anything on my end. Uh, we could talk about the stupid thing together. That is the, uh. Don't talk. It's stupid, man. What? It's my, the those are my emotions, my feelings. <laughs> right. I mean, what? You weren't. I know that you're a hardcore Fortnite streamer, and that's where you get your bread and butter from. But, bro, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja uh, told me I need to play it. Right. Yeah. So, therefore, I Ninja need to put on. Ninja said I need to put it, play it. Um, so, I guess Fortnite servers went down because they invoked what a black hole or invoked shot a rocket into the atmosphere which made a black hole so the servers like how long did they go down for or are they still down i think i think they're still down because before we started the show i pulled up their little twitter page and it is still a live feed of just that glowing black hole so so all the fortnite streamers have all lost dozens of dollars each streaming this and (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and yeah, it's I, it's it's a crazy move. It's fucking hilarious. It's ballsy. It's it's super ballsy to shut down everything, and then on top of that, I guess they were expecting some kind of grand entrance with Fortnite Chapter Two, but of course that trailer already got leaked. I don't know if they leaked it or somebody else leaked it, but. They're showing off some of the new features. No, some of the new features that I have no clue if that's exciting or not because I don't play Fortnite, nor do I care about it. And this is yeah. before all the little kids started playing it. I give two shits. <laughs> I I still love that they do these little like quarterly events. Well, mm-hmm. seeing all the viral videos on Twitter of the kids freaking out, breaking their computers, TVs right. because the <laughs> yeah. black hole will not go away. Yeah. I ain't playing with this shit, man. Shit. That kid who threw the plate at the, the television. What yeah, the that's fuck? Like, and that's, the, the kids are so broke off that game that... 
Oh yeah. Play something else. Go outside. Yeah. I could you imagine being like the one of the like developers or like one of the QA testers for Fortnite and you're just like I remember back in the day when we used to do gears and gears was fun. Now we do this shit. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, I I'm I'm curious. I I'm it, like you said this is such a big gamble cuz I mean if fucking if this doesn't work correctly or it doesn't do well then this could be the time for apex to step in and say hey fuck those guys come play this game yeah it's it's yeah it's it's a <laughs> shocker yeah so i i guess they i guess they think their fan base is hardcore enough to stick around until they want to fully release it and then i'm curious if if they're going to release it, if they're going to show off like a trailer and then release the full game, or they're just going to like, Hey, Fortnite chapter two is coming. Just wait another month. And meanwhile, people's bread and butter are going to die. Yep. So, uh, uh, I, I, I just love these events for how much chaos they cause. Um, I don't know if you remember the, uh, what was it? Some crack in the world or something. That was some like live public event. Yeah. But this this one guy got onto the server and I think he blew out like the bridge that everybody was standing on that killed like over 50 people and he got the the, the no. most kills. And, <laughs> That's and awesome. like it cost caused all these people to miss the event. That's fucking hilarious. I, that guy's like troll of the year for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh the only the only news outside of that is not really news but uh the Witcher 3 got released for the Switch. And it is uh, pretty fucking impressive that The Witcher 3 is on the Switch. And I know we talked about it before, but all the DLC content is actually on the actual cart. There's no additional information that you have to download, like DLC-wise. So you're talking 150-hour game just fit onto a card that's smaller than an SD card. <laughs> And based based on the reviews, who should play this game on the Switch? Anybody who doesn't own anything else but a Switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Not, I mean, it is not it is not the prettiest is not the prettiest pony in the uh, in the farm, but it it runs. Yeah, I, I I think I read on one of the reviews the guy said, "Yeah, somebody somebody in the office had it plugged into our sixty five inch TV." And he goes, oh, it's it's real ugly. <laughs> yeah, because apparently it doesn't. I think it plays at 540p on in handheld mode, and I think it barely gets up to 720p on docked. Oof. So they just said there's like a lot of pop in. There's texture, like really bad textures everywhere. But I mean, they said the game actually has a consistent frame rate. And to I be honest, that's what you, what matters if you're playing it on the Switch. Right. And to be honest with you, I mean, it, it when it comes down to it, you know, the Switch is a handheld system. It, yep. It's a handheld system that connects to a television. So it having the lesser version of it, it gets, it gets a buy from me because, you know, you're talking about a thing. Of course, these big machines can run it because, I mean, you're talking their full PC, like mini PCs that are sitting there. And you're talking about a thing smaller than an iPad is running one of the biggest games, you know, one of the biggest games ever made 
in terms of Matt wise, in terms of, you know, how much gameplay and how much packed in content it is. So it being able to play that just at all period with some kind of, you know, even though it might have lesser graphics and stuff, but even people who don't own other consoles actually having the opportunity to play it is pretty fucking cool. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good get for them. Yeah. It just shows you, I mean, there's, there's a need for, I mean, more games to do this. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, speaking of that, there's some news speaking of CD project red. Um, they said there's going to be no microtransactions in Cyberpunk 2077 because they said that they didn't want to uh, mess up the goodwill of their fans. So yeah, very good, cool. good on them. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy because I mean you know there's a lot of controversy behind CD Projekt Red in terms of like their work hours and how much they work people and stuff. But if if it doesn't come out in the way they put out their content. Like I'm not the biggest Witcher fan, but like when I first played it, I was like, holy shit, this looks good. And, you know, and then realizing that I had a fucking daunting task of a 150 hour game in front of me, I was like, Oh, can't play this right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm really, I'm fucking excited for cyberpunk. I, I'll probably play the shit out of that. No, speaking of, you just mentioned doing it for the fans or not wanting to upset the fans. Um, I remember one thing I wanted to ask you about was the Shenmue backer demo that you played. Oh, well, my laptop is not the fastest laptop in the world. I played it on low settings. It still looked gorgeous. And it runs like a modern Shenmue would. It actually, the controls, like you remember the controls for Shenmue 1 and 2. Yep. You, <laughs> you had an analog stick, but somehow you still had to use the fucking D-pad. Yeah, it, it wasn't the... <laughs> It was, it was cumbersome. Yeah. Uh, it it plays well. I It plays, you know, say it's modern controls for a Shenmue game, you know, which was shocking, but still the same classic aesthetic. Like when you go over and hit the menu and it brings up your notebook, it plays the music, like the notebook music and stuff. Um, yeah. The environments are way bigger than anything that Shenmue 1 or 2 ever did. Like they definitely pump some effort into the environments in terms of how you walk around, where you can walk around and stuff like that. And I played probably about 10, 15 minutes of it. Cause even though I played it on, I had it on low settings, which is still look great, but my PC, like my laptop doesn't run. It doesn't run. It's super smooth. And it wasn't even a lock 30 frames. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, this frame pacing is fucking killing me. But the little bit of gameplay that I got to see, it was very, it was very cool. I'm, it made me more excited for it. Actually getting to play a little bit of it. Very cool. Yeah, but seeing it on... I, I played it on Ultra, just like just seeing Ultra settings. I mean, my computer ran at a whopping like four frames a second. But seeing what? it in Ultra, like the draw distances and everything, like how far everything is, how far everything's out, was just wild as hell. It was really, really cool. Man, definitely have high hopes for it now. Yeah, because it... What, did it finally go... Yeah, that's one thing. It did go gold this past week. Yeah. So, I think Shenmue 3 and Death Stranding went gold. Man, it's <laughs> cra- crazy time for games. Right? Two games that you thought you would never see the light of day have finally, finally fucking coming out. Especially, you know, Shenmue. Never thought that would ever come out. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. Yeah, Anything else you want to touch on? No, I think that's it, my friend. All right. Well, All right. we'll get... Uh, 
we'll get this kind of schedule ironed out and we'll get the whole core group back here pretty soon yeah we'll figure it out it's uh time time constraints for us because what is it uh it's currently 10 o'clock right now 10 p.m eastern standard time and it's 8 p.m for you and for toast it is what three o'clock in the morning yeah three o'clock in the morning for him yep i think i'm doing the math correctly yeah so it makes a it makes it a little bit difficult, but we'll figure it out. Yep, we're good. And once again, uh, we appreciate you listening. If you want to find us on Twitter and Instagram, where can they find us? You can find us at Complete Geeks. And where can they find you? You can find me at Damn It Bob nineteen eighty four. And you can find me in your closet under your bed. Yeah, Captain. You can find me at Organic Avenger three. Once again, thanks for listening, and have a good one. Thanks so much. Take care.